Thank you for coming tonight. I'm here accidentally, but uh, on Krishna's purpose. <laughs> um, so I thought I would take this opportunity to give you an overview of, uh, this is a book that's just been printed by uh, one of the, you'll see more of these, ISKCON GBC Press. Uh, and this is a, uh, a book I was asked to write. Uh, I'm on a committee called the Position of Srila Prabhupada Committee, uh, part of our strategic planning. Uh, ISKCON is reaching an interesting point in its history where uh, in a few years there will be nobody on the planet who had any direct experience of Srila Prabhupada. That will be a big change. And so uh, one of our efforts was to prepare the movement so that many, many generations would have understand their relationship with Srila Prabhupada. And I was asked to research this and to write something. Uh, in the beginning, I wrote a short statement, mostly from my heart, without uh, a bunch of research. And so this book takes the form. There's six pages which give a, a, a statement on the, the position of Srila Prabhupada. It's very short, easy to understand. Uh, yes, five or six pages. I handed it to my committee and other members of the GBC. They read it over. They said, very, very good. Now write a commentary. <laughs> and that commentary is <laughs> turned out to be quite an adventure. Uh, and I thought I knew many things about Srila Prabhupada, but I found out many things that I didn't know and which apparently not very many people understood because I was too going to investigate, especially the essence of his position with relationship to all of us is this founder Acharya. And uh, it was in trying to explore this founder Acharya idea that I, I discovered so many things. I. Uh, especially looked uh, into the English language literature of the Gaudiya Mat. Uh, the English language was their cutting-edge preaching. Uh, they were fixed on going to the West. That was their really crowning uh, achievement would be to go to the West. And so they started some, they had some works in English language, the Harmonist and uh, so anyway, we'll, 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 we'll see you about that. So I found out, uh, I did a great deal of research. So this book, uh, by the way, I mean, uh, the GBC has uh, put this endorsement, a GBC foundational document. And so they regarded it as very important. It has a uh, note in the beginning from the GBC Executive Committee and then a foreword by Bhakti Charu Swami, who was also on the committee with me, and then a preface by myself, and then the, the work. And then here we have uh, 114, 15 pages or so like that. I say it's been published. They, 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 they had, what, 25,000 copies in Mayapur. Those of you that are going can probably pick them up. 
this is I had more in my it's in my check bags and I don't have access to them right now they're in the hands of the airlines <laughs> the Emirates airline so this is the only copy I have but we do I do have a PDF uh, so we can, anyone you want to read it uh, the, the PDF is uh, is here um, so let me just give you an overview this is a slide uh, show that we prepared uh, for presentation in Mayapur. And so uh, this was done by the... Uh, is that clear enough? So yes. You can find out more about this GBC Strategic Planning Network. There's its uh, URL up there, and which also has a link to the downloadable book. Uh, and this is our committee, Srila Prabhupada's position committee. Other things are coming out of that committee also, but this is their first, uh, what they like to call a deliverable, <laughs> something we actually produce. So, the primary question was, what is Srila Prabhupada's position as ISKCON's founder of China? Uh, we, from this we want to understand the relationship between Srila Prabhupada, between him and ISKCON, uh, and between Srila Prabhupada and ISKCON's members, both uh, as a body and as individuals. Because actually everyone, every single member, will have a relationship with Srila Prabhupada. So in order to, order to answer this question, we deal with four other questions. The first one is the origin and significance of the term, the meaning of Founder Acharya. Where did the title Founder Acharya originate and what does it signify? Uh, then we will look at the use of founder acharya, that phrase, this uh, interesting uh, English Sanskrit hyphenated compound yeah, by Bhakti Siddhanta, or in relation to Bhakti Siddhanta, and in relationship to our Srila Prabhupada. Can everybody, sorry for. Yeah. Can everybody please check them on mute and put them on mute or whatever? You can please buzz. Request whoever walks in. Sorry. Okay. Another question we need to ask, because he found Acharya Viscon, why did he start a new organization named Iskon? Why, why didn't he just continue within the institution already established by his Guru Maharaj? Because he started in a new institution, therefore he became its founder Acharya. Uh, so that was relevant. And the next thing we have to deal with is what are the benefits will 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 be for us in the future by understanding Srila Prabhupada's position as founder Acharya. What will it do for ISKCON in the future and for us to ha have this uh, deeper understanding? So now let's go back to what is the origin and the use of the title Founder Acharya. This is a research I undertook. 
and I found out, uh, looking through the English language literature uh, of, uh, uh, of, of the, the, the Gaudiya Math, unfortunately I am not uh, very good at Bengali, so I talked to the English language literature, but I'm fairly confident uh, this was their cutting edge preaching. They became very much focused uh, on, on going to, to, to the West. And here's this book, one of their major productions uh, called Sri Krishna Chaitanya. This is the book. I got I got a copy. I I first of all I ordered it from the Gaudiya Mission uh, in in, uh, in in Calcutta, but the books I got had been re-edited. Yes. Uh, so I then I wanted to see the original. So I managed to uh, borrow a copy from Interlibrary Loan, one of the originals that was gotten in England. They took it to England, this book. It was prepared for the preachers going to England in 1933. Their pioneering preachers went to England. They had this book with them, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. It was made for this purpose. The author, Nishikant Sanya, uh, name on the title page and you can see down below it then it has a it's not so clear uh, uh, introduction uh, by Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur published in Madras as it was then called uh, by the Gaudiya Mat there 1933 <coughs> The author of the book, whose name name is uh, the author, is Nishikant Sanya, uh, uh, and it was very, very carefully supervised and edited and read every word by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Uh, Nishikant Sanyal is the legal name of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta's disciple. His initiated name was uh, Narayandas. And then he was given a special title by Bhakti Siddhanta called uh, Bhakti Sudakar. Um, so he was his uh, disciple. And he had a position at Ravenshaw College in Kutuk as a professor of history. And it was partly his credentials as a history professor, as well as his ability with the English language uh, that uh, helped with this. So he was. He and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur were like that, you know, when it came to English language preaching. Uh, 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 that uh, sometimes, um, um, they would publish articles under each other's names. Uh, so he worked very closely uh, with uh, an English language writing and preaching. Uh, Bhakti Siddhanta, the other big English language publication was The Harmonist, their magazine. Bhakti Siddhanta was always the editor, but, but uh, most of the work was done by Nishikant Sanyal. Prabhupada even refers to him as the editor, uh, even though Bhakti Siddhanta always was on the masthead as the editor. So he worked very close with, with him. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, the book, was uh, 
supposed to be the, the one that they had produced was the first of three volumes, projected three volume work. Uh, and uh, they, uh, uh, this, uh, the second volume was written, but uh, now it was published like within the last 10 years or so by the Gaudiya Mission in Calcutta. And apparently the third volume was never written. Uh, um, but it was an intent, it's the first of three intended uh, uh, volumes. Uh, it was amazing when you look at the original, especially the first class paper, first class printing, first class binding. I mean, they really spared no expense because they're going to England and they're going to present them something they wanted to be impressive. It's clear. Uh, and so they must have spent a huge amount of time and effort to do this very, very well. And the language is quite elevated. It's clearly intended for a highly cultivate, cultivated, educated Western audience. It's designed to impress them with the depth of Lord Chaitanya's uh, uh, teachings and, and philosophy. Uh, when they went, did, uh, in, in 1933, Three preachers were sent to London. It was the harmonist tells all about the send off and uh, and everything. The, the major preacher was Bon Maharaj. You see him there in the turban, looking exactly like uh, uh, Swami Vivekananda, <laughs> like that. And the uh, so he had the book with him, and then who went with him was Tirtha Maharaj. Prabhupada refers to him the old Tirtha Maharaj. He was Bhakti Siddhanta's first sannyas disciple, and then a third person was Samvidananda, who was sent to enter into a PhD program at the University of London, which he did. So that, that, those were the people who had the, the send-off with the book. They waited until they had the book. Bhaktivikar Swami Rais, they didn't leave until they had the book in their hand. Uh, uh, and Prabhupada appreciated this book, in an early letter to uh, Brahmananda Swami, Brahmananda, then he wasn't Swami, I guess, by 67, he wrote, I'm glad to learn that Donald, some bhakta, has purchased Professor Sanyal's book, Krishna Chaitanya, found it somewhere in a bookstore in New York. Late Professor N.K. Sanyal was my godbrother, and his book, Krishna Chaitanya, is approved and authoritative. Keep it very carefully, and we may publish in Back to Godhead some articles from the book. And they did publish a few. It will help us a great deal because my spiritual master has given his approval to this book. Please keep it carefully, and when I return, I shall see to it. And then this is where we find the title Founder Acharya. It shows up in this very prominent place. Uh, uh, chapter 7 uh, they, 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 uh, Sanyal was a history professor and the first 175 pages is background before they get to Lord Chaitanya the first section is called A History of Atheism uh, Atheism meaning uh, Buddhism, uh, Shankaracharya other things like that also some, some Western uh, philosophers. And then the history of theism. And here in the history of theism, we find this chapter 7, 
called the founder acharyas. You notice how you have this compound with this hyphenated capital letters, founder, founder, just as Prabhupada did it. Of course, he had the, the diacritics are a little different, the spelling of the, how you write acharya in English, but that's, that's it. So here, look what he says. Who are the founder acharyas? The contributions of Vishnu Swami, Nimbaditya, that's Nimbarka, another name, Ramanuja and Madhva, the founder acharyas of the four Vaishnava communities, Sampradayas, of the present day, to the cause of theism, are so valuable and so necessary to know for a proper understanding of the theological position of Sri Chaitanya that we shall close our brief survey of the historical trend of theistic thought with a short account of the systems of the four great Vaishnava Acharyas who preceded Sri Chaitanya. So that's where it shows up. And in this, there teach in this, we see that the what the founder acharyas do, the what we normally call the the, the sampradaya acharyas. First of all, each one of them defeats uh, other interpretations of Vedanta, specifically Shankaracharya, uh, and they establish theistic understanding of Vedanta, the original Vyasadeva's understanding. They take a Vaishnava community and revive it, give it new life and reform it, and endow it with its own signature style, uh, how they, their own mood, you might say, uh, and focus. And each of them, according to Sanyal's account, preaches the view of a what he calls a, an original prehistoric teacher. And here are the original prehistoric teachers. Uh, uh, we find these accounts in the Vedic literature, Rudra, Chatushana, meaning the four Kumaras, uh, Lakshmi, and Brahma. So these were the prehistoric originators of the Sampradaya. Each of them had a revelation, a direct encounter with the Lord in one of his forms. And from that encounter were instructed by the Lord. And then they started a parampara in prehistoric times. Uh, and they thought, taught this theistic Vedanta. So it's not a new thing. It goes way back. <coughs> Uh, and then, uh, in the Kali Yuga, these are the four founder acharyas for the Iron Age, as Sanyal puts it. This, this teaching already that had been there since prehistorical times, uh, Vishnu Swami uh, uh, in inherited uh, the, the teaching from, from uh, 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 passed down by uh, Lord Shiva, by Rudra, and then he formulates it as Shuddha Then uh, uh, Nimbarka or Nimbaditya uh, takes uh, from the four Kumaras, Dwaita, Advaita, Ramanuja from Lakshmi, Vishishta, Dwaita, and uh, Sri Madhva, uh, Dwaita. Or sometimes 
Shuddha Dvaita. This is the, there's Shuddha Advaita, Vishnu Swami and Madhva Shuddha Dvaita. <laughs> so they took this prehistoric teaching that had been around for a long time and shaped it for transmission in the Kali Yuga. Now, Lord Chaitanya comes in this Kali Yuga, and so it's a unique situation because when he propounds Achintya, uh, Beda Beda Tattva, it's formulated that way by, by Jiva Goswami, uh, maybe others of the Goswamis, but that, that this Achintya, Beda Beda Tattva, it harmonizes and integrates these four teachings. He completes them and he synthesizes them, puts them together uh, of all four sampradayas. This is explained, by the way, uh, in the Navadita Mahatmya of Bhaktivinotakur. There we find that the four founder acharyas prepare the way for Mahaprabhu. According, Bhaktivinotakur uh, narrates a time when uh, Jiva Goswami went on Parikrama being led by Nityananda after the, after the disappearance of Chaitanya. And he's like a visionary, like he's seeing it happen. And in there, Nityananda explains that each of these, uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya appeared to each of the four founder acharyas and says, you will contribute this to my teaching and you will contribute that. And he also appears to Shankaracharya, by the way, according to what Bhaktivinotakur uh, saw. So here is from, uh, again, from uh, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, uh, uh, the, a kind of, inter, uh, uh, this, uh, the, in the introduction, chapter five, uh, seven, the founder Acharya. So here's their summary. The systems of Sri Vishnu Swami, Sri Nimmatja, Sri Ramanuja, and Sri Madhva, mark the revival of Vaishnavism traceable to the prehistoric records. They embody the reverential worship of Vishnu, you know, Vaishnavas. <coughs> Their secondary value consists in being an uncompromising protest against the opinions of the speculative creeds, Mayavad philosophy and similar things, their spiritual synthesis, although sound, is incomplete. So that's the point that that uh, said here. Yeah, what they say is true, but it's not the whole story. It's partial and it's completed uh, as they will teach by the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Uh, so when Lord Chaitanya appears, uh, uh, then you have uh, uh, something new happen. Now you have the Lord teaching in historic times. This is a revelation. What Lord Chaitanya gives us doesn't come from prehistoric records. It comes, you know, out of uh, 15th, 16th century Bengal. Uh, very recent, actually, as, as time goes. Uh, uh, so, so he's the one who, who is the original revelation. And the counterpart to the prehistoric teachers of the Sampradayas would be 
uh, devotees like uh, the six Goswamis, who um, most of them heard directly from Mahaprabhu or from Nityananda, uh, you know, and, and then and other, there were others also, you know, uh, uh, Swarup Damodar, they weren't the only ones, but there were people who directly. But then what, what the, the prehistoric teachers then passed it on. And then Prabhupada takes this title, Founder Acharya, <coughs> some time later. It's very interesting because you have to understand now, now this, this was their term, Founder Acharya, for a very special group of people, a restricted group of people. And so when, uh, when, you, uh, when somebody takes that title, it means something very special. Uh, and Prabhupada did it. What about Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur? I always assumed that, that he had that title, but I discovered that he never used it. Looking through the harmonist, the, 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 the harmonist was uh, uh, a very focal, uh, main preaching uh, project of, of the Gaudiya Mahat because it was the Sajana Toshini, their flagship publication. But in 1927, because they wanted to focus on world preaching, they changed Sajana Toshini to the English language, the harmonist. And then uh, had another magazine called the Godia to continue in the Bengali uh, preaching. So this was a very important. And Bhakti Siddhanta himself became the editor uh, of this. But he never had the title founder acharya. I, I was so surprised to see it. Uh, that his his title sometimes in the beginning he was called the president of the Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha. He was called the Acharya of all the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Vaishnavas. I traced it, you know, if you want to see the details, they're all in here, lots of footnotes. Uh, uh, so he didn't use that title at all. However, we also find in the Harmonist two places, in the 1930 issue and the 1936 issue, where the words founder Acharya are used to refer to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati uh, by Nishikant Sanyal. Uh, both appear, and they're very interesting to see uh, how this takes place. Uh, uh, so here's a you know how the harmonist covers look like that you know uh, uh, started in twenty seven, uh, and so this is the first place where we see Founder Acharya appear in the 1930 issue. Now, the, uh, the 1930 issue was a very important issue because there was a big event that year for the Gaudiya Mat, one big step in their world preaching, which was the temple at Bhagbazar. The Gaudiya Mat had been already in a, in a, in a, a building that... Uh, Bhakti Siddhanta inherited from his father in Utaldingi Junction Road was the Gaudiya Mat eventually. But then they built this Bhag Bazaar temple. Uh, uh, there was a uh, Jagat Bandhu, a disciple of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta, was a rich merchant, made a fortune in ink. 
uh, and he funded the, this temple and oversaw its construction. And the reason it was so important, it was their headquarters for world preaching. Because Calcutta was a world city to all the people there. After all, the Raj capital was there until 1914, until they moved it to New Delhi. Uh, and so the people there, like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he, you know, he didn't just think of himself as an Indian, he thought of himself as a world citizen. He wrote to Emerson. He sent his literature out. You know, I mean, these Bhadralok people and these educa Western educated Bengali uh, Bhadralok, they called them, you know, they, they, uh, uh, were, were, were like that. And uh, so Bhaktivinoda Thakur was, was like that. So, so here, was their head, they clearly regarded this as the suitable headquarters for their world teaching. And whenever Westerners would come, scholars or professors would come to Calcutta, and Bhakti Siddhanta would talk to them, and his, some of his talks were written down uh, and published uh, uh, at, at this temple. Book Bazaar. So in 1930, there was a series of articles uh, about this temple and its meaning and significance, and its meaning and significance within the whole organization of the Gaudiya Mat. So it is in this article where, among other things, we find this statement uh, the Gaudiya Mat is also identical with its founder, Acharya. There, Bhaktisiddhanta is referred to as founder, Acharya. And then within this, within this, then he goes on to say, the associates, followers, and abode of his divine grace are limbs of himself. So this is something about that founder Acharya that, that the institution is his body. They're limbs of his body, whether it's the, where he lives, where is his associates, his followers, they're limbs of his body. Because none of them claim to be anything but a fully subordinate limb of this single individual. So this is uh, just to give you an idea, because what we find in this article is uh, a, a technical term I'm going to use. They didn't use this term. It's an ecclesiology. Uh, this is a, uh, a, a ecclesiology is a branch of theology, uh, theistic philosophy, dealing with the spiritual constitution and function of the church. Ecclesia is a, is a Greek word originally. Uh, originally it meant a, a regularly convoked assembly. When the, uh, gener all the Athenian citizens would get together to decide something in Athens, that was called an ecclesia, uh, a general assembly. And then when uh, Christianity arose later, uh, they used that word for the church. 
So, for example, we have the English language word ecclesial, ecclesial, ecclesial office, the church office, and so on. Uh, so, this is uh, this. So, so this was there. There was this idea of, of ecclesiology. Uh, how does the religious institution, the church, how does it save people? What is its relationship to God? What is its relationship to the world? How does it function to do things? These are all ecclesiology. So what was in this article was in fact an ecclesiology of Bhaktisiddhanta's institution. And what I discovered was Prabhupada based ISKCON on this ecclesiology. And all of its elements he put into place just like Bhaktisiddhanta. It was amazing for me to discover the, the, the depth of Srila Prabhupada's discipleship, how much he was always the servant of Bhaktisiddhanta. He studied Bhaktisiddhanta very carefully, studied everything he did, took it very seriously, and then when it was necessary to start everything up again, he followed it. Uh, exactly. I regard the Gaudiya Mat as the beta test version of ISKCON. Because Prabhupada made a few adjustments, learning from experience, what went wrong. Uh, so in this ecclesiology, it tells how the founder Acharya is directly connected to the identity of the institution, and it explains the relationship also between the Sri Chaitanya Mat which is their Mayapur headquarters uh, and the Calcutta temple. This was a very important issue for them because they are always making the case that the Chaitanya Mat is the, is the principal branch. or the, No, they called it the parent branch. And all other temples are its expansions. There's something that's very important to them. Everywhere they would list all the temples in, in the Harmonist, uh, somewhere in the back or different places, they always had the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur as the parent temple. And in this ecclesiology, you know, the same thing uh, is made. This is the place, it's, 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 it, this is the place, you know, it's past the yoga pit from our, our place. It's the place where Bhaktisiddhanta mostly spent his time chanting one billion names. Uh, he chanted, if you figure it out, it's about 192 rounds a day. And he undertook this from 1905 to 1914, mostly in this place. And then in 1918, Bhaktisiddhanta took sannyas there. Uh, this was their place. So this was the Sri Chaitanya Mat, and that's the parent Mat. Uh, one of the reasons they did this because as soon as this big opulent temple was in Calcutta some people were saying no this should be the main temple and so there are articles in the harmonist explaining why the Sri Chaitanya Mat was the parent temple uh, 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 so here you can see from the harmonist October the Gaudiya Mat that is in Calcutta is the principal branch of Sri Chaitanya Mat of Sri Mayapur. The distinction between the Gaudiya Mat 
and Sri Chaitanya Mat is all analogous to that between one lamp lighted by another. Interesting, you know, that comes from the Brahma Samhita. You'll recognize how Krishna and his expansions. So this is saying that uh, although, you know, the Sri Chaitanya Mat is first, still each of the parts have all the function of the whole, if it's healthy anyway, if it's unified. The Gaudiya Mat is the expansion of the Chaitanya Mat in a visible form into the heart of the world. Nice writing, huh? <laughs> visible form. Sri Chaitanya Mat is eternally located as the original source. Even when it is manifested to the view of the people of this world, in the transcendental environment of the eternal abode of the divinity. What he's saying is actually where the Sri Chaitanya Mahat is, is in the spiritual world. Dweep, Lord Chaitanya's pastimes are going on there, and that's where the Sri Chaitanya Mahat is. Because, and Mayapur has insisted it's, it, 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 it is, uh, that, that, that the principal branches in Mayapur, not just because that's where Lord Chaitanya appeared, but because Mayapur is that descended spiritual abode. Uh, so this, that's why Gaudiya Mat is his projection into the world because the Sri Chaitanya Mat is not really in the world. So how does this apply to ISKCON? Because Prabhupada used it. Well, one of the first things that he did as soon as possible, he acquired land in Mayapur. He tried very early on, by 1969 or 68, he was trying to get land. But he was being blocked by some of his godbrothers sometimes. But as soon as he did, he, he secured the land. He actually had the purchase secured in 1971. And then he named it ISKCON's World Headquarters. Uh, you see, this is an early sign. He called it the International Center, Center at Lord Chaitanya's birthplace. And notice Founder Acharya is there in this sign. Uh, and here's a picture of the future temple. Uh, so what he did, what he did is as soon as possible which was, was a Gurpurnima of 1972, he had a ceremony where the foundation of the temple was laid, put down in Ananda Shesha, as soon as possible to have a temple there. And that means the temple has started, you know, when, that, when that, uh, that is done. And this is the temple, as we will see it in the near future, God willing, the temple of the Vedic Planetarium. Like the Chaitanya Mat for us, the temple of the Vedic Planetarium is our root temple. And all the other are branches to this root because it's in this ascended spiritual world. Uh, and uh, so this is this temple that we couldn't understand. My, I have to tell you, as you know, when I was a new devotee and I first went to Mayapur for the first time, for the first, the first parikama that Prabhupada made all the temple presidents come out as a temple president. We're standing in the middle of these cane fields. The only water we got was from the pumps. There was no, not much electricity and no telephones. 
And this is our world headquarters? Out here in the middle of nowhere? We couldn't understand it. What is it? And this is where the GBC is going to meet every year? We, we were like flabbergasted, you know? It was just amazing to us. Because, but we, what Prabhupada had in mind, uh, uh, we'll see. Um, and so then he said this is Iskand's world headquarters. Uh, gradually this became the place. Uh, oops, I'm, I'm on the wrong. Okay. And you notice what this planet does, this planetarium. It shows us what, how the Bhagavatam shows the path back to Godhead through the universe, that fifth canto. It shows the universe as it is seen by great devotee yogis who can uh, see uh, past Maya, uh, how it, it is part of the divine body of Krishna, and how uh, the path back to go, go, Godhead is there. Uh, um, Prabhupada said that in the galleries, you, you will trace back the journey of Gopukumar in the Brihat Bhagavatam Rita. So it shows the path back to Godhead. Here you are, you think you're in earth, now here's how you go. Uh, so you may, you may think, so, so here, this is in Mayapur, and, and as it turned out, we were, as the GBC was trying to build this temple and making plans, we had different places to locate it, but where it ended up, uh, providentially, is right next to Prabhupada's Samadhi. So at the entrance of that temple, there's Srila Prabhupada in his Pushpa Samadhi. Uh, and I see him there as the guardian of the path back to Godhead. Uh, uh, think, think of this place and all the temples all over the world. They're like entrance ways that Prabhupada has made. This is where you enter the path, you know. And when you come to the temple, there it's Prabhupada presiding at the entrance way, Anavyasasana, right? And then you come to the center, and there's Prabhupada again. And then he's guarding the path back, back to Godhead. And he will also be there at the end of the journey. <laughs> because he's wrote in the letter, we, we shall have another ISKCON in the spiritual sky. That'll be in Chaitanya Leela. Because uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavas have as their spiritual forms in two places. One in Krishna Leela and one in Gora Leela, simultaneously. So when he said we shall have another iskon in the spiritual sky, that's that's Gora Lila. A second place where the term founder Acharya shows up is in the Harmonist in 1936. This was published shortly before the disappearance of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. This article in 36 reaffirms the role of the founder Acharya as, as the soul of the institution. This one explicitly has Sanyal's name on it. Uh, so here's a little excerpt. The Gaudiya Mat is the instrument and counterpart. And here he's talking about the whole mission, the Gaudiya mission, not just one temple. The Gaudiya Mat is the instrument and counterpart of his divine grace, Paramahamsa Paribrajakacharya Sri Srimad Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj. It lives and moves and has its being in the founder Acharya. Uh, 
So this is what he says about Bhakti Siddhartha. That means he's the soul. By the way, lives, moves, and has its being is taken from the Christian Bible. It's a quote, almost a direct quotation, meaning that all of us live, move, and have our being in God. So, but here it's used in reference to the founder Charya and the the institution uh, uh, there. So uh, now I want to turn your attention to this word. We don't have diacritics in this, uh, but it, it's the word Saraswata with a long A first. Prabhupada adds Saraswata and as founder Acharya. Uh, so this Saraswata, you know, it's a patronymic. In, in Sanskrit, uh, there's a way of taking a term, like you take uh, the term Vishnu, and you do certain things to it, you, you strengthen the first vowel, the main vowel, and turn the whole thing to an A declension. This is just a rule of grammar. Vishnu becomes Vaishnava, son of or servant of Vishnu. Vishnu becomes Vaishnava. So this is how you, you know, or a son of Prita uh, becomes Parta, and so on. You know, they, they, we, we're familiar with this. There's a, just a, a rule for that. Uh, so Prabhupada used this Saraswata Deva for himself. So Prabhupada takes up the mission. Prabhupada took Bhakti Siddhanta very, very seriously. From reading the harmonist and the other literature, like I could see what the Gaudiya Mat was like when it was healthy. I got a real feeling when it was growing and dynamic and expanding. Uh, and really was an amazing or did a great deal in a very short amount of time and was really set to take off. You know, when they sent the preachers to England, Bhakti Siddhanta was planning to go and then to America. And it, everything stopped. Before Bhakti Siddhanta left his body, he was quite disappointed in, in what was happening. And from seeing what it was like when it was healthy, I got a really feeling of what Prabhupada must have felt when he watched this institute fall apart. And uh, his uh, resolution, amazing resolution, in spite of no facility and all obstacles to carry on, and what happened when he basically Prabhupada started up exactly where it left off in Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Some years had passed, three decades, huh? 30 years, 40 years. Huh? Yeah. So, so look what he did. So Prabhupada makes, uh, takes on the resolve. He explains, and it's, you'll find in this book how from reading a Commentary by Bhakti, by Vishnu Chakravarti, he began to take very seriously the order of his spiritual master to preach in English and that he should do it even though he didn't know what his resources were or anything. So, one of the first things he does in 1944 to take that step to, to uh, going to the West, he starts back to Godhead magazine in English, just as the Gaudiya Mat began with the Harmonist. He began with Back to Godhead. Uh, he starts this magazine. Uh, uh, 
Then the other thing, before coming to the West, he translates into English Srimad Bhagavatam's first canto in three volumes. These are the original three volumes. He didn't have the resources of the Gaudiya Mutt. He had to raise the money himself. He had to type out the, the manuscripts. He had to edit it. He had to go find the paper sellers and the book binders. He had to take it around and show it to people, distribute it all by himself. He did by himself with the whole Gaudiya Mutt had a bunch of people working on and putting a lot of money, but he did it. So when he went to the West, he had three volumes uh, of Bhagavatam with him. And he established as soon as possible the Mayapur as world headquarters. So he followed very closely this model. And one thing he did was early on uh, establish the GBC. He started talking about it, I think, as early as 1968. Uh, but, uh, but in 72, uh, the GBC was uh, uh, set up. Bhakti Siddhanta had asked for a GBC uh, in his last days. He, he uh, dictated it. We have actually in our possession, or meaning the Bhakti Vedanta Research Center, has the original writing. Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj wrote it down as Bhakti Siddhanta dictated that there should be 10 or 12 members of a governing body commission and that should organize, run the institution. And they never did it. Or they never took power. Instead, one of his leading disciples decided he would be the next Acharya. Those that didn't like that Acharya, they got their own Acharya. And that same split that was there before between the Chaitanya Mat and the Gaudiya Mat in Calcutta, then that became the two divisions. It's a sad story. It broke up. And once it broke up, it lost that concerted force of power of unified ability to do things. They continued in their own way doing stuff. They didn't, they practiced Krishna consciousness, they preached, but the energy was dissipated. So Prabhupada very early, uh, as early as he could, he established a GBC out of barely a new, brand new people and supervised them as they worked uh, and got it up and going and, and uh, dealt with problems that the GBC caused sometimes, like the fratricidal war at one time he called it uh, uh, and so on. So that's what Prabhupada did. And here's what's very interesting. When he, when, uh, he, he gave us a, a specific prana mantra for him, and here's where he calls himself Namaste Saraswate Deve. Now that's in the locative case, uh, offering obeisances to Saraswata Deva, the ser servant of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. This, uh, that's how he turns servant of Saraswati Goswami. Uh, so he's the servant, and he. But it's very interesting. He uses that name, so it's his spiritual master's name that's there, because he's really just continuing what Bhakti Siddhanta was doing. By circumstance, things stopped here, but Prabhupada is doing it. But he's doing it simply as the instrument uh, of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Uh, 
Uh, and what is he doing? Well, he's again going against Nirvishesha and Shunyavada. Because when Prabhupada got to America, that was the first thing he discovered. Everybody was a Mayavadi. Uh, there's a uh, Hayagriva, the early, early devotee, tells how in his memories of the early days of Krishna consciousness, they were sitting listening to Prabhupada in 26 Second Avenue, and he was giving these lectures against Mayavadis. And they thought it was kind of, well, endearing, because they thought the, there must have been some little group of people in India that he was having some kind of philosophical battle with, and they didn't know, you know, what they had. It was just interesting that they did that. And Hayagriva remembers saying to somebody, when's the last time you saw a Mayavadi? But then they, he said, later we realized that he was talking about us. We were all Mayavadis. Because they'd all been here, you know, their Hinduism, as it was told, was uh, Advaita Vedanta, the way the Ramakrishna mission interpreted, which isn't the way Shankara did it, by the way. It's a concoction on top of a concoction. But that's another story. Uh, so they were all Mayavadis and uh, impersonalists. And so Prabhupada found it. And then people were Buddhists and people, you know, all the uh, people were taking up these kinds of things in, in America. So he's doing the work of a founder of Charlie. He's making an organization that can deliver many people, can go out to the Western world where, you know, these things are and, and, and deliver people. So he does this as Saraswata. But you may ask, why start a new organization? I mean, Prabhupada had said, cooperation is bhakti. That's from one of his letters, or one is actually in his books. And uh, but what we found, what you find out, and it, uh, it's documented very carefully in here. When Prabhupada got to America, in New York City, he actually tried very, very hard to get his god brothers to work together again. He wanted to do it for his spiritual master. So here's a letter, November eighth, nineteen sixty-five. So it's just to be, you know, getting to on toward winter, and it's just after he arrived in uh, in uh, in New York City. So here's this letter I quoted at length to Bhaktivilas Tirtha Maharaj. He was Kunja Babu, who was supposed to manage under the GBC, but instead became the next Acharya, tried to become the next Acharya, and started a big lawsuit. But he wrote to him. So here is a chance of cooperation between us, and I shall be glad to know if you are ready for this cooperation. I came here to study the situation, and I find it very nice, and if you are also agreeable to cooperate with it, will be all very nice by the will of Srila Prabhupada. If you agree, then take it for granted that I am one of the workers of Sri Mayapur Chaitanya Mat. I'll be under you if you will cooperate. He tried, but not much, no success. If possible, he wrote him, continued, join with our other god brothers and let us make an effort combinedly to preach the cult of Gorhari in every city and village of the western <coughs> countries. 
If you agree to cooperate with me, as I have suggested above, then I shall extend my visa period, otherwise I shall return to India. What he had, Prabhupada understood very clearly, it's in the letters, that he thought we needed a, a, a nice temple in, in Manhattan. And he had uh, some, some Gujarati man that said he would uh, fund it. So the money was there in India. But he had to get government permission to send the money outside of India. That's why he only left with 40 rupees, because they wouldn't let him even take any more than that. So here he wanted to have a you know, num number of thousands of dollars to come. You had to get the government position. But Tirtha Maharaj was very well connected with the government. Ban Maharaj was very well connected with the government. Madhva Maharaj, they all had some, some uh, how do you say, influence or something with people. They could have done something just to get, not to give them the money, but let it go out. And it didn't happen. He says, if that is possible, then you will see how our beloved Srila Prabhupada will be satisfied on all of us. I think we shall all forget now the past fratricidal war and now come forward for a good cause. If they are not agreeable, then do it yourself and I am at your service. So this is, he, he tried. And there's many other letters in that, uh, that uh, time period. And he wrote later letter to one of his disciples, the test of our actual dedication and sincerity to serve the spiritual master will be in this mutual cooperative spirit to push on this movement and not to make factions and deviate. So everywhere. And of course at the end, your love for me will be tested how after my departure you maintain this institution. Uh, we have glamour, Prabhupada wrote, and people are feeling our weight. This should be maintained, not like Godiamat. After Guru Maharaj's departure, so many Acharyas came up. He wrote in, he said in this, uh, this is in Tamal Krishna's diary. Uh, Bhakti Chiruswami was there when uh, Prabhupada said this. He was also in the room. And he told us that, uh, he said one, one, one devotee wrote how he wanted to offer his longevity to Srila Prabhupada so that he continued to be with us on this planet. It was a very sweet letter, steeped in emotion. However, Srila Prabhupada reacted in a rather unusual way and commented that our real love for him would be shown how we cooperate with each other to continue his mission. That's what he, his response to that idea. Prabhupada wrote, said in a lecture, when you do something in cooperation with the Lord, that is called bhakti. That's the meaning of Sankirtan, too. You come together. San means together. So let's just summarize the points. So the founder Acharya was originally used for the four Sampradaya Acharyas one who defeats the other versions of Vedanta and revives and reforms the community with its signature style and preaches the view of a prehistoric teacher. Uh, Bhaktisiddhanta didn't use the title founder Charya, but what I gather from what I saw in the Harmonist uh, is that it was being prepared for him. 
I'm quite sure that that he knew what was going on. He knew what Sunyal was writing, and he let it go. That but that Bhakti Siddhanta, when he he was planning to go to the West, and when he would have established the movement in the West, and they would have offered him the title founder Charya. And one of the things that I'm confident about this. Prabhupada, as soon as he thought the movement was going to be, be there, he had the title. It was in the second issue of Back to Godhead magazine, Founder Acharya. He knew, you know, from the beginning about this title. And he knew what it signified. Because after all, the four Founder Acharyas for the Iron Age, they spread Vaishnavism all over India. But now, with Lord Chaitanya, all over the world. You got people like me, you know, I have no, no business being a Vaishnava, but somehow or other it happened. Uh, so Bhakti Siddhanta didn't use the title, but he referred to that way, and Srila Prabhupada took on the title in fulfillment of Bhakti Siddhanta's mission. It's actually a great act of humility that I'm just his servant and just doing what he would have done. By the way, I should point out. Uh, that Prabhupada often laments Bhakti, my spiritual master told me when I was a young man to preach in English but I was so entangled with householder life I didn't do anything until my old age. He writes like that about himself. But actually Krishna's in charge of timing. So the year 1933 when those preachers went to, to, to Europe that was the same year that Hitler came to power in Germany. All hell was about to break loose. <laughs> so there had to be some, some time for whatever was going on and with everybody's karma to play itself out. And, and when Prabhupada came in 1960s, it was the right time. It was ripe, you know. If he'd even come 10 years earlier, I doubt that anything would have... You know, Krishna's in charge of timing. That's another thing. There's many things going on we don't see. So he started ISKCON after uh, unsuccessful attempts at, uh, at cooperation, and he found it simply to continue and to fulfill Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's mission. Uh, now, what will happen if we understand Prabhupada's position? Uh, well, first of all, his, mer his mercy will be perpetuated. We have to keep on going. Uh, by understanding Prabhupada's position, generation after generation will be enabled to receive the special mercy offered by Srila Prabhupada. It's not just me who were there at the beginning. I mean, I know Prabhupada better now than I did then even. You know? And every, this will, can apply to everybody. The path back to Godhead will, has he opened, will become ever increasingly traveled. Prabhupada's position as preeminent Shiksha Guru is fixed. By taking shelter of Srila Prabhupada as Shiksha Guru in his Vani manifestation, in his teachings, his books, all teachers in ISKCON on various levels of advancement will be able to authentically convey Srila Prabhupada's real teaching thus giving proper guidance, shelter, and protection to all. Uh, the integrity uh, and unity of ISKCON, Prabhupada's active presence will secure the unity and integrity of ISKCON. He is the unifying factor. We all might have our different 
Diksha Gurus and we have our loyalty to them, which is fine, but we have an over-embracing loyalty, which is to Srila Prabhupada, the founder of Acharya. Our teachings will remain consistent over space and time. Uh, Srila Prabhupada's realized knowledge, his experienced knowledge, endowing him with the specific potency to spread Krishna consciousness will not only be preserved but also developed. Prabhupada wanted us to do better than he did. If you're a child and your son does better than you, you're happy. <laughs> you have your child that does it, huh? Uh, Prabhupada's books will remain central to us for they contain insights and directions that await future development to be realized. Some things in his book now we may not quite understand or maybe just read it and it's interesting but one day, oh, look what he said. We'll see it when the time is right. I know this because it's already happened <laughs> and it will continue to happen. And Srila Prabhupada's eyes will always remain the lens through which all future generations see our predecessor Acharyas. We, we look through Srila Prabhupada's eyes. We don't go off on some other tangent. Thank you. That's a summary. Hare Krishna. It was a short ride and a fast machine and it's almost 10 o'clock. Uh, as I said, uh, the book, uh, you can pick it up in Mayapur. I would have brought some copies if I could have gotten my luggage away from uh, the Emirates, but uh, they have possession of it now. Uh, but well, we do have the PDFs. So are there any questions or comments? What? Um, also, the, there'll be a website coming up in the next few weeks. It's focused on the book. And there'll be information there on how to order hard copies and the PDFs will be available, ebook versions will be available, and there's also going to be online classes. We're going to be doing classes online for this, and the schedule of those classes will be posted on the website. And it's going to be founderacharya.com as a website. We got that It'll domain be, name. It'll be uh, <laughs> circulated, and, and, and emails will go out, announcements will go out. Again. Thank you. Yeah. What we will do once this is up is we could send this out to the upper. I'm sorry? We can send it out to the Yatra. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Out here. You know, uh, these, there's no charge for these books paid for you know, already. So they, you know, we want them to get out there and you can distribute it uh, freely to every everybody. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So so the site or the classes that you give would also go out? Or yeah, we'll, we'll yes, that's right. We'll that's right. I'll, I'll be continuing going around giving classes and... Uh, Teaching instructions will make uh, things, for <coughs> hand manuals for teachers to, to use. This is a, th this book, by the way, people, some people have found it a little <coughs> difficult uh, in some ways because the English, I did a scholarly job. I, I have a PhD in religious studies, so I learned how to do research, and it, it really was worthwhile because, so this has many, many footnotes because I wanted to document everything very carefully. Uh, the vocabulary, it does have a glossary of words that, you know, you're not a native English speaker and your English is Srila Prabhupada's English, you won't have run into them. Uh, and uh, so uh, we want to make sure that everybody gets 
to understand it uh, uh, as much as we can. It's also being translated into the, the plans to translate into Hindi, Bengali, Russian, Chinese, German, sort of Spanish, and so on. Yeah. We also we see. I I, I remember having seen this title being used for Bhakti Siddhanta and Saraswati, but probably uh, uh, what we see was posthumously done. Yeah, you know, after Prabhupada did it, then they started putting you know, pu putting it onto uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. And then as many of God, God brothers, they also become founder charger, this postage stamp piece of land of this founder charger, you know. But so far as I can understand, uh, uh, it didn't, didn't happen before Srila Prabhupada did it. Then everybody jumped on the bandwagon, not to be left behind. <laughs> That's what happened. Okay. I, I asked uh, I asked the people we have a library you know I asked some some of our devotees in India about when this this showed up on the Gaudiya monk books and it was all after Srila Prabhupada got to America. Yeah. It's the Iskon Disciple Course. I'm sorry. Iskon Disciple Course. Iskon Disciple Course. It's a course by the uh, Cyprus Course. That we oh, this, yes, yeah. yes. Uh -huh. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the course, yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe you could pass on some of your information to that course. Oh, well, yes, we will. We'll, we'll work together to We've develop it. Developing, helping yeah. develop the disciples' course. Oh. Yeah. So it'll be there that anybody who wants to become a disciple will have to get some of this, this study. Sure. Are there anyone else? Yeah? One last question. Um, I, I read through, as, as I mentioned, and I was able to see that we. we we want to see that everybody is connected to Srila Prabhupada with regard to their Siksha. Uh, and he is the Siksha Guru for everybody. Uh, um, that specific statement uh, saying that we, uh, everybody, he is the Siksha Guru for everybody who comes in the movement and everybody yeah. links to his books. That's books. right. Yeah. Preeminent Siksha Guru is that. Um, I, I thought as a principle that we, 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 we would want to derive from that is uh, the fact that all is concentric to try to basically go out and, and distribute Prabhupada's books. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. I thought that went without saying, but it's a good idea to say it. All his concentrics, you know, we, we should focus on Srila Prabhupada's books. Other people write books and they should, but the, really the, our, our focus should be, yeah. It's just that there are... Uh, there are some places where uh, currently what's happening is... Uh, People are asked not to read Prabhupada's books initially. Really? Yeah. Uh, being asked not to read Srila Prabhupada, that, that should be corrected. Yeah. Huh? To begin with. So they, to they, begin they, with. They think there are uh, simpler, uh, more relevant to today uh, books and lectures that people should go through. Hmm. And then uh, uh, Prabhupada will be introduced to them, uh -huh. uh, kinds. But sometimes it tends to be a long uh, journey also, yeah, and you no. meet people who have been associated with Krishna consciousness for some time, but never seen No, Prabhupada. even if they need some other stuff in the beginning, they should, uh, my judgment is, it should be done concurrently with something of Srila Prabhupada. I wrote some very basic, simple books that are amazing. Uh, he, you know, he had an ability to take something that was very elevated, very high, and speak it in very plain, simple English and convey it. 
I was, uh, when I, first book I read of Srila Prabhupada was Isha Upanishad. So I was a third year graduate school student in, in, in philosophy of religion and theology. I was reading very sophisticated, highly professional uh, thinkers. Uh, and, uh, and I was a Mayavadi. And I read Isha Upanishad. And first of all, I had taken Isha Upanishad course several times, studied it in the university. Even the translator said these verses are very hard to understand. It's <laughs> very obscure meaning. Uh, and Prabhupada made it clear. You know, it was just, he, I, I, first thing, was, wow. Because, you know, the Isha Upanishad, first of all, the book practically fell apart in my hands. It was so badly bound. It wasn't really very well edited. And the language was very simple. But the theology was so deep and... Uh, so uh, well put. And it was amazing to me that anybody could make the points that Prabhupada made in such simple language. And it's, it's, after that I wasn't an Mayavadi anymore. You know, he just, he did it. And I don't, and there's very few people that can do that. No one else <laughs> would to say that, understand, you know. And everything any of us write is uh, footnotes to Srila Prabhupada. There was one, one, uh, one philosopher, American philosopher said that, uh, that all, all Western philosophy is footnotes to Plato, but all our philosophy from now on will be footnotes to Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> So Prabhupada is saying in the lecture that uh, anybody who wants to associate with Rupa Goswami, he can just read his books. Oh yeah, the previous acharyas aren't forbidden. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if you want to follow his instruction by his books, if you follow the instruction of Rupa Goswami through natural devotion, you can directly serve him also through following the instructions. Definitely. So this uh, follows for all the acharyas, we can do like this? All acharyas? All acharyas, we can do the same thing. Uh, this uh, for Rupa Goswami Prabhupada said this thing. So we can do for other No, we are Rupa Nugas. <laughs> 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 we want we want we want to serve with uh, Rupa Goswami uh, as Rupa Goswami is in Chaitanya Lila and as Rupa Goswami is uh, is in Krishna Lila. Both. There we are uh, we co we want to we cooperate here, and we go on cooperating in the spiritual world. But we'll be there with the six Goswamis and Lord Chaitanya and Swarupdhaman. All those people are there, uh, and they all have their counterparts in Krishna Lila, and we'll also be there. We become we become acceptable. People say, "Hey, come on, join our society." Are we ready yet? Are we qualified? Or we say, well, I want to make a little more money here in the material world first, huh? <laughs> Don't put it off. Uh, so we, we are, our idea of what it, our ultimate goal is is, 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 is to be integrated in, into this uh, spiritual society in, 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 the, in the kingdom of God, both, both with, uh, in Chaitanya Lila and in Krishna Lila both. Prabhupada has told us that. 
Yeah. Uh, surely Prabhupada would have uh, always encouraged his disciples to write. Uh, he, he did, yes. He did. Uh, but uh, we always see sometimes when literatures are written, um, depending upon one's receptivity, uh, they try and understand it differently. And they try to you know, have a kind of faction within the society itself. How is this being corrected? Well, uh, because certainly the mood is not not to create, but then you have different different moods being benefited. Yeah, well, different moods are fine because our idea isn't just unity; it's unity and variety. We're all individuals, and everybody will have something to add. So Prabhupada said, "Ours is the sampradaya of the books." I, I was once once uh, sitting with Srila Prabhupada and he was talking to a, a young university professor and he said to him, you see all these books of ours? He says, you study these books and then write books about these books. <laughs> now he's talking to him, but I took it as instruction for me also. You write books about these books. Because you're never going to empty this well of, of, uh, of, of, of Krishna consciousness. It's, the more you take out, the more is there. <laughs> so it become, becomes, uh, it's just like when Sukhi speaks the Bhagavatam, it becomes sweeter. Uh, we also have something to add. Each one of us has something to add. Krishna wants to have a relationship with each one. How is it that Krishna, who's surrounded in the spiritual world by the most wonderful advanced mm. devotees, by the gopis, by the coward boys, I mean, he has such incredible devotees there. And we're sitting here, me in the material world, and why did God make me suffer? You know, but He wants to, He wants us. He wants a relationship with us. Why? Because He feels we have something a little special. Each one of us is different. That's what, that's the way Krishna is. We all have something to contribute, and we should start now. Krishna has something. There's something valuable that He wants to find in relationship with us. That's a fact. Otherwise, he just quit with Radharani, you know. If one person has to give his own opinion, he has to be at the level of being an attorney. For example, now just continuing with Prabhu's question and your answer to it. Mm-hmm. If someone has to add something to the already established literature, then he has to have. He has to be in a position of an Acharya to add, or correct? Yeah, well, Prabhupada says, I've added nothing. I mean, his idea is you don't add anything. But sometimes you can see from your own angle of vision that somebody might appreciate. Sometimes it's there, but other people can't see it. Uh, you, you will see it. Uh, and when, when people... There's a a great deal to be said about this because Prabhupada talked about realized knowledge. And when there's realized knowledge, you can take the teaching, you make it your own, and you speak it in a way that's from you, but it's not no change. You haven't changed it. You haven't concocted, found out anything new. But but, but you, you simply be able to express it in a way that uh, un- uh, people can understand better than maybe they could uh, the, 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 the previous acharyas, but you haven't changed anything. 
so it may look to you like they've added something, but if if they're actually a charges, they don't they don't add anything. But but why? So what I'm thinking is that if the person adds something which might look like they have added, but it is not something which have added, and there is a degree of deviation. The degree of deviation, if it keeps on continuing, then Monday is periodically this deviation. That's right. So there should be no deviation. But the point is. If well, no one should. No one should say that I want to add something. Prabhupada said no additional meaning should be screwed out of the text. You know, he says right in the second canto. No, but it should be real. He, call, he calls this realized knowledge. You know, realized knowledge means that you. Don't just repeat it, but you also, from experience, uh, you 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 understand it directly, uh, and uh, that that requires some maturity in Krishna consciousness. But but he encouraged all his disciples to write. I mean, one of the first things I started doing was writing back to Godhead magazine articles, just to put it in my own language. It's not Prabhupada's language; it's my language. But I, you know. And I check, I give it to other do this thing, you know, I was wanted to be sure I didn't add anything. I had the whole GBC look at it three different times and they gave me feedback and maybe this and I changed things, you know, so we have other people to, so I don't set myself up that I, I, I know something nobody else knows. So we, 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 we work together, we have, we have other people look it over and tell us. Uh, the, the trick of advancement of Krishna consciousness is really to be humble and to be the servant of the previous acharyas. And don't think, oh, no, no, I've added something. You know, this, we don't need this. <laughs> well, time's passing. Okay. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Gita. Yeah. Yeah.